All right, hey, what's up, FMEA Nation? This is Bill Brower, and in this episode, I had the opportunity to speak with our keynote speaker from this year's September convention, and that's none other than Lieutenant Colonel Robert Darling, who is retired U.S. Marine Corps. He gave an unbelievable presentation on real lessons in crisis leadership and decision-making. Lieutenant Colonel Robert Darling was the White House Airlift Operation Officer who, during the attack on America on 9-11, responded to the underground White House bunker complex and stood shoulder to shoulder with America's highest leaders as they made unprecedented crisis leadership decisions on behalf of all Americans. He's the author of 24 Hours Inside the President's Bunker, 9-11, and he was an amazing guest to have on the show. I urge you to listen to this episode in its entirety. And as always, thank you for supporting FMBA Nation. All right, what's up, FMBA Nation? This is Bill Brower, and we are live again at the 126th annual NJFMBA September Convention. We're here at the Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I have the honor and privilege uh, to be joined by our keynote speaker from today, which is Lieutenant Colonel Bob Darling, U.S. Marine Corps retired. Lieutenant Colonel, thank you for taking a couple minutes out of your day to sit here and talk with me. Hey, Bill, um, it's my uh, my pleasure. You know, thanks for letting me be a part of this and be on your show and to share some of the lessons learned here from the conference. So, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you, Lieutenant Colonel. That was a captivating uh, presentation that you delivered in there, and the entire room. There was not a you could drop the pin and 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 hear it. That's how how captivating and, and how uh, how much you had this audience telling your story, which was an amazing and uh, chilling story, to be quite honest. I mean, goosebumps all over the place just listening to your account of that uh, tragedy and that unfortunate day. And you know, to come here to be with FMBA to, these are warriors, these are heroes on the front line every day to protect us. And to share that vantage point of that infamous day with them, what an honor this was for me. Yeah, it was great. So for those that don't know, uh, Lieutenant Cur Colonel Robert Darling was, uh, he's got a book out uh, on 9-11 uh, entitled uh, 24 Hours Inside the President's Bunker, 9-11, the White House. Um, you know, when, when you're going through, I, I can't even put it into words because a situation like that doesn't happen, right? This is mm -hmm. a, a once in a lifetime type of event. Um, but the training and your career in the, the Marine Corps, how did that position you or put you in such a, a place during that day to go through those events? Tell us a little bit about that in terms of your experience and, and how you were prepared prior to this event to do what you did. You know, it's a great question. And, and all these folks who go through the type of training that the Marines go through, the firefighters, police officers go through, you learn what we call compartmentalization. Mm -hmm. So as the world starts falling apart around you, you immediately start to compartmentalize and prioritize the most important critical steps that have to take place. As a helicopter in the Marine Corps, we, we get pretty used to emergency procedures and analyzing what's going on in the aircraft so you can make the sound and effective decision You know, with the time you have remaining before the helicopter breaks, falls out of the sky. And it's the same thing on 9-11. Being down there, it was everyone just turned to their job. They focused on the most important aspect of the day what information needed to be prioritized and sent up the chain of command as rapidly as possible. It's really no different. Yeah, you you were talking in your uh, in your presentation earlier about 
Uh, you were responsible for the logistics of the President of the United States, and you kept getting thrown curveballs left and right each way. What was it like in that moment to be able to take orders from the higher-ups in the United States and, and be able to redirect your focus to do the job that they're asking you to do as opposed to what you were focused and set on to do that day? Yeah, you realize they're human beings and they're all trying to do the best they can with the situation, the cards that they've been dealt with. And your job is just to do your job for them. Make their job better, easier, by giving them the information they need and as quickly and as clearly and as accurate as, uh, you, can, as you can get it to them. And stand by for the next tasking. Be there for them because they got to make those life-altering decisions, life-or-death decisions uh, in some cases, and they're really counting on you just to be that reliable source, timely source of information. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of this translates, obviously, to the fire service. A lot of, uh, of what you were trained to do and, and your experiences in the military relates to how we are on the front lines every day doing life and death decision making and, and, and things like that. So I commend you and your, uh, your calmness, because it seemed like when you were when you're up there giving this presentation, you seemed like a pretty calm guy. Um, and in that situation, I can only imagine the chaos that was going on in that room, in the bunker, uh, and being able to handle it that way. Do you feel like um, in that moment, you were able to harness that calmness, that calming energy that you put out there today, and you were able to, to maintain? And, and you know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. I, I, was, I was feeling the energy of the other military members down there. Everyone was doing their job. And you find strength in that to make sure that you do your job. Yeah. And uh, inside you can be full of chaos and panic, but on the outside you know that you are a military officer, you got to maintain bearing, you got people watching you, people counting on you, yeah. and you got to find a way to harness that inner self so you, you know, are part of the value-add solution and don't be a casualty of the situation. Right, so tell me a little bit about the process uh, with your book. You had said uh, earlier it took you 10 years to get approval to even go forward and write this book. What was the driving motivation or driving factor behind coming out and telling your story? You know, after it was done, I was told right off the bat that there's going to be a commission report, mm -hmm. a Congressional Commission report, which turned out to be the 9-11 Commission. Mm -hmm. And they wanted me to keep all my notes and my PowerPoint slides and everything of that day sacred and secure, and when they call on me, be ready to turn those in. And uh, that process took place. So in the end, when I went to the White House and said, listen, I want to tell the story, they gave me the rules right off the bat. No classified programs, no covert people, undisclosed places, don't tell people information that they don't need to know. They don't want to know. Mm -hmm. You can just give, just give them the facts. And we're not going to approve your PowerPoint slides. We need you to write a manuscript. So I was like, oh, I'm out. You know, my Marine, as a Marine, I don't do thank you cards, let right. alone write a manuscript. And it was my father-in-law, you know, my wife's father, who said, yep, you can do it. It's important for the nation to read this account. And you're going to help people heal. You're going to help people learn. You're going to be part of a, a greater piece of history. Get it done. So with help, I, I ended up getting it done. The book came out in 2010. Mm -hmm. They gave it to the White House like I'm supposed to. They had blackout authority. I followed the rules, and they, within six weeks, they blessed it. Wow, that's amazing. You've traveled all over the country giving this presentation. Uh, is this the first firefighter conference that you've been to? No, no, it's not. Uh, one of the um, 
another firefighter group was in North Dakota. I think okay. it's called Williston, North Dakota, the mm. northernmost city before Canada. Okay. It was a small firefighter de they, um, department, and they invited me out. I traveled all the way up there. I loved them. You know, you get to meet people on a personal level, yeah. and you hear their stories of what they do every single day in freezing temperatures, especially in the winter, sure. saving lives. Yep. And uh, I've been to others, uh, you know, over the last 11 years now, yeah. multiple groups. But, you know, this is my favorite. It's close to home. I grew up in Newburgh, New York. Now, okay. FMBA, I'm right back here in, in, the, in the New York, New Jersey area. Yeah. Uh, it's just an honor for me to come back and, and meet you and, and meet them. Yeah, awesome. Well, listen, Lieutenant Colonel, I really appreciate you taking a couple minutes out of your day. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. I appreciate the, uh, the book, and uh, I'm looking forward to reading it. If, uh, if somebody else listening wanted to go and find, uh, find your book and... and I, I highly, uh, after listening to Lieutenant Colonel's uh, presentation in there, I highly recommend getting the book because it sounds like the story is something that you'll never forget, right? We always use that term, never forget. Yeah. Um, so uh, where, where can somebody go and find this book if they wanted to purchase it? Of course, it's always on Amazon.com, 24 okay. hours inside the President's Bunker. I prefer you come to my website so I can sign it and deliver it to you personally. Robert J, letter J, darling.com, no periods. RobertJDarling.com. You fill out a form. I'll make sure it gets signed and delivered uh, ASAP. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and uh, enjoy the rest of the convention. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. Well, that wraps up another great episode from FMBA Nation. Thanks for listening to it. And if you don't already, make sure that you follow us on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can listen to this podcast on any of the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. And if you have an Alexa-enabled device and enable the TuneIn skill, you can say, Alexa, play FMBA Nation podcast on TuneIn Radio. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of the podcast or would like to be featured on the FMBA Nation podcast where you can talk about your products and or services that you have to offer, be sure to email us at nation at njfmba.org. And until next time, be safe.